0: Hey everyone, this is Jack with Survivor and other things coming at you with a, another recap podcast, this time of episode two from Survivor season 38, Edge of Extinction. And I am very happy today to be joined by a very special guest, um, a good friend of mine, uh, Brian Abadrabo. Brian, how you doing? Hey Jack, how's it going? I am doing well. I'm uh, happy to have you on the podcast to talk about episode two of uh, the season of Survivor. Dude, I'm hyped. This is going to be a great episode. I know. I'm stoked. It's going to be awesome. I'm super excited, yeah. Yeah, and everybody just heard that ad coming from Anchor, and Anchor is making this possible. Brian is at his house. I am at my house, and we are connecting via the Anchor app, so... Uh, another plug for anchor if you weren't sick of the third the, the the 54 second one that you just heard so um so get anchor um but yeah we're gonna talk about episode two of survivor we've got a lot to a lot to talk about we've got a few questions from uh some friends some listeners coming in that we'll get to at the uh, intermittently throughout the podcast and at the end of the show but first off i wanted to start out Uh, Brian what is your familiarity with the show like have you watched in the past like what's your what's your stick what's your what's your level of fandom here so I would say as of right now I'm a casual fan like Mm. 100%
1: I used to watch when I was younger with my family all the time like I'm talking like season one through like season eight when i was in probably like third grade it was like the one show that my parents let us stay up and watch like past our bedtime and we were so excited to watch (laughs) it but then as i kind of like got older unfortunately i like fell off so i'm picking it back up for this season because i know you and a couple other of our friends are like super into it so like i very much like strategy games which i think you know Mm. <laughs> um so like definitely up our alley in that sense and and thoroughly enjoying it
0: thus far it's been a good season i think yeah good to hear well we are happy to welcome you welcome you into uh the survivor fan community so um this is going to be an interesting perspective because i feel like uh you so the other guest that i had on my podcast my brother uh for the david versus goliath finale recap that we did he's a super fan too he's been watching forever so um, we both kind of had that that almost meta perspective on things, and I'm interested to hear since you've been away from the game for so long, away from the show for so long, and kind of coming back to it, being that you know people like me and and Colleen and um other other people in our friend group uh, who have gotten into it um have been talking about it so much, so it's gonna be a fun perspective to get from you. Um, this is you also know, a too. really
1: good season for me to watch too, because a lot of the returning players I haven't yeah. So they're all, so like everybody from like my analysis perspective is a brand new player and I just have to tell myself like, oh yeah, this is a returning player. They probably know what they're doing, but I don't actually see how they play their games yet.
0: Yeah. That's so
1: super interesting interesting Interesting. too, because. Yeah. I feel like we'll get into it more later too when we talk about some some of the returners, but yeah, it's pretty interesting.
0: Yeah. I didn't even think about that of like, if people picked it, (laughs) because realistically, like Kelly's. Kelly is the 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 one that goes furthest back. Her first season was season 29 and she played most recently in 31. So, really, it only goes back seven seasons for these returnees Like since the last time we saw them. So, that's crazy yeah. that anybody who hasn't, like, who didn't watch Survivor before season 31, like, doesn't know who any of these people are. Doesn't or who know. picked yeah. them up, like, yeah. in, you know, who picked it up in, uh, in season 35 or whatever it might be, like, they don't even know. So... Yeah. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. I'm super interested to get your perspective then on the returning (laughs) players because my perspective is so, I mean, convoluted with all of the, I know what they did in their seat, whatever, whatever of the, you know, the, the, the the garbage dump of knowledge that I have on this reality television show. show, So Um, yeah, so (laughs) we'll we'll get get it. it. We'll We'll get it. Perfect. So I know you, you talked about how you've been enjoying the season so far um, two episodes, and we've got a lot to talk about about episode two. But I want to go. I kind of, I, I like going backwards, forward, or back from like the end to the beginning. I just think it's easier because obviously, you know, that's kind of the, the climax is whoever gets voted out. So um, I'm mm-hmm. thinking we, <laughs> I just get off my my chest the serious serious shit that I have to give Keith go about go for it what (laughs) the hell (laughs) with this cliffhanger the fact that i'm i'm sitting in the airport watching this episode with elena my girlfriend we're sitting in an airport watching this and i'm sitting there going oh you're just gonna take the torch and go it's like it's so inviting it's such an inviting thing it's like hey do you want to quit the game Or do you want to continue? It's not saying (laughs) you're going to go to this island and suffer for however long. It's just, like, you want to stay in? So what the hell is he doing asking God who, like, is God behind the sign? Like, is he talking to the producer? Is the producer's name God? Like, what's the decision to be made? Like, I was... Absolutely floored that that cliffhanger happened, which I guess for TV purposes is great. But what was what was your reaction to seeing Keith be so indecisive about whether or not to stay in the game?
1: Yeah, definitely very surprising. Like, I, I personally did not understand it. Like, I think it's a pretty easy decision. I think we both, like, going into this season, would be like surprised if you told us somebody was actually going to think mm. about it. Like, why? Like, it seems so obvious to just go. Like, you've came all the way out there. You might as well just stick it out or at least see what it's like. I don't know. Like, like, yeah, like you said, he has no idea what it even is. So, because I didn't introduce it in any way. Like, I uh yeah it's very frustrating it's very frustrating especially knowing that there are so many people out there that would just go oh like yeah. no hesitation like doesn't matter what it is that they have to go through they're just gonna stick it out like yeah uh, like
0: what's the what's the sign that you could be asking I, for I, I, like <laughs> was i really meant to be voted out of this game like am i really not supposed to play this game is that what goes through your like no i i'm sorry yeah, like you look I, at reem reem looked at it and like had a brief moment of like holy crap and just took the torch immediately and went like that's the reaction yeah. i'm expecting from the majority of people like if somebody gets voted out in like a total blind side and then they're sitting at the at the the sign and they're like weeping tears of joy that they get to stay in the game like that's incredible but when you're oh god it just totally killed me yeah. that totally it's killed so me frustrated i still think it's so i still think to that watch. he's gonna go like, like do you think he's gonna go
1: I yeah I I don't again it's very difficult for me to imagine a situation where somebody doesn't go like I yeah very difficult for me to imagine a situation so I do think he goes but I cannot see him lasting very long honestly yeah like and they didn't really touch on it like they showed Reem in the beginning on the island for what like three minutes and then never brought it up (laughs) like never went into it like like they they didn't discuss it in the entire episode at all so like like Jeff didn't mention it or anything like that like as far as the players are concerned she is 100% out of oh the yeah game. like like they they don't know anything that her chances are still there so i again I, I just don't see why he doesn't go yeah. like i I don't know I would be I'd be very frustrated if he just did not go yeah like
0: that would be like why why it would be shocking and it wouldn't make any sense to show us that as a cliffhanger you know like from from a TV perspective like what is the point of if he doesn't go opening an episode with him going so like that should be like, the fall of Keith. It should just end, like, in one episode. We should see him make the choice to not go not We get go. his final words. That's it. Like, we don't have to deal with him for another episode. So, I have a funny feeling mm-hmm. he goes. I agree. I don't think... I, I. Again, I seriously don't think that we'll see anybody choose to not go unless it's, like, you know, they're you know, they're injured, like maybe they're injured, they get voted right. out and they're like, I, I cannot physically go on. Yeah, like, I or know, they find
1: out some like terrible personal news at home right. while they're playing the game. That'll happen from time to time. Like Yeah. yeah so like it'll be like, it'll be
0: some rare, you know, thing. Like if you very unfortunate situation. yeah I, I don't know what's yeah. worse if you're given a, if you're voted out and given mm. a second chance to get back in the game or if you quit the game originally i think quitting the game from <sighs> the game is still worse but i mean they're like it's yeah. equal it's unequal but i mean they're both like on a on a similar level of like what are you doing yeah why did you exactly come here first yeah movie? Speaking of why did you come here? Let's continue to talk about Keith because I'm not sure if you're aware of the casting process. I mean, we've talked about it because I've applied and Colleen has applied and we're aware of it. Um, The casting process is incredibly lengthy. It's like, I have, I just from, from knowing the, you know, the general calendar timeline of things, if you get called to go to LA to go to casting finals you're probably that's probably going to be in the fall of whatever year you're probably not going to leave to play survivor for at least another three to four months so if you go to Mm -hmm. casting finals and you're within like this elite group of people who are being considered to go on the show you have three or four months to get get yourself in shape and like trust (laughs) me i can tell you three to four months to get in shape doesn't sound like a lot but you can do some significant progress so right yeah keith goes to duke university he goes to duke you don't think they have a giant pool with some open swimming out we went to catholic university of america and they had a tiny pool and they had open swimming hours that i went to once like what is he (laughs) how do you not even try to prepare and from my perspective it looked like He didn't even try to prepare because in his confessional, he was just like, yeah, it was bad. Like, I did bad. That sucks. (laughs) It wasn't like a I've put so much effort into trying and, you know, that's as good as I can do. I did the best I can. He was just kind of like, uh, that sucked.
1: When you when you sent me this talking point, like, I I knew exactly where you wanted to go with it. And like, I figured that this is kind of where I can get a little, um, not in line with the typical survivor cast. Um, I think that he was probably like the quickest liability, like identified as a liability ever because literally Mm. his weakest thing is swimming. And five minutes into the first episode, he demonstrates that he can't swim. Like if I was on his team, I would have voted him out week one. No problem. Like he would, he would have been my pick right from the get go just because you're on an island and you have to do physical challenges like they're they they can not come up with that many physical challenges that don't require right you are going to be doing that as a part of your like chap as a part of your game in some stretch of the imagination and he's demonstrating to you that he can't do Mm -hmm. that in any way shape or form like they should have been, in my opinion, like, light should have been blinking in their head right from the get-go that he is a liability. He needs to go. Like, I completely understand why Reem was voted off, and I personally would not have done that. I thought that that was a mistake when he was still mm-hmm. there, and yeah, I don't I don't know. It, 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 he, You're 100% right. He didn't prepare in any way, shape, or form, and
0: yeah it it came back to work. yeah yeah i think so that i mean that that brings up an interesting conversation because that's clearly like what war dog was thinking along the lines of where he was like we need to stay strong for challenges and that's something that's a very like old school survivor type of type of thing of like keep the strong around we need to do good in challenges especially because nowadays like a swap is inevitably going to come like that y- y- this right. is not going right. to be your tribe forever like it was you know back in the day but um Mm -hmm. you know it it still is something to to consider within the first one or two votes and when you lose the first two immunity challenges in a row like that's that's pretty draining like that's a that's got to be exhausting to be like
1: and i think we would both agree they don't have a very high probability of winning
0: anyway like
1: like joe's on the other team like i i know you people have talked about his win record like it's you mentioned it on here a couple Mm -hmm. times like they they don't have the advantage without their weakest players anyway, and I think
0: That's I would actually point. make
1: the argument that if they voted off Keith last round, like the first week, they pro- they had a pretty good chance of winning this upcoming mm. challenge and putting because he Keith was very clearly their weakest link, and Reem is a very clearly a better swimmer than him. Right. So like at least would not have slowed them down getting to do all of the right other at things the start he was yeah. right he was actually detrimental. She just would have been. I don't know, maybe not the strongest player, but middle of the pack, like not, not bringing them yeah. down. So, and then you completely flip the momentum of the game. Now, you know, you're back to even numbers. You don't have to go to tribal council. Like you can kind of like, you know, take a break from the, from the mental and social aspect of the game because you're not going home. And I think it, co- I think it potentially cost them a lot.
0: I absolutely agree and you're totally right to say that they didn't have the advantage anyway physically because even if you just set Joe aside they mm-hmm. have Eric, they still have Gavin they still have mm-hmm. Aurora who is like incredibly good physically like she mm-hmm. killed that challenge and you know they have the advantage physically like I've never I mean, within the the past couple of seasons, there's been some physical disparities between tribes. Like last season, David versus Goliath. Of course, the Goliaths are more physically imposing. Um, and in the season before that, like one tribe had a clear advantage over the other. And I'm really wondering if like production is kind of like not taking that into consideration as much. Of course, they have to balance it out somehow, but so, really yeah. on the, the, the uh, Manu tribe, like they're accounting for for Wardog who performed poorly in that challenge like he really looked like Chris is their strongest player in my opinion oh Chris is absolutely their strongest guy and when you have Chris who's incredibly strong who could probably go toe-to-toe with Joe but then like who's gonna go against Eric who's gonna match up with Gavin like I don't know if any of their women can match up against Aurora like maybe Kelly Yeah, yeah Kelly does and and I guess Lauren she was a she was a college athlete but um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like it, they are so. You're right, physically, like in a hole, and now being down two and players. Not voting
1: but... off their yeah, they're not voting off their weakest player. Like yeah. I mean, it's an uphill. I, I, there's a merge coming at some point in time down the road, um and you do not want to go to the merge with a significant disadvantage in numbers. No, of course, like not. you want to try to balance it out as quickly as possible. So. I I looked at voting Keith out in in week two as kind of like just like a, oh crap we made a mistake in week one right move which if, if this jumps ahead in your in your agenda my oh no my no. sincere apologies um so I think that like yeah I think that it was like a oh crap we messed up we need to fix this type of situation mm-hmm. which is when you get into the Keith versus Kelly debate oh man that that brings it's such a it's a debate of strategy so much there like yeah. what's what's the actual move
0: and and yeah. And that absolutely yeah. brings, uh, again, another point of we see Keith go home. Kelly's on the chopping block, clearly. She's able to identify that, like, she is a target. And she says, mm-hmm. what would I do if I was them? I would vote me out. Like, she she mm-hmm. absolutely identifies that she hits the nail on the head. There's really nothing that she can do besides trust that she's not going to be targeted. She doesn't have an idol. She She knows she doesn't have the social capital at this point in time to – to try and pull something together so um you know i i guess it it really comes down to like the four guys because kelly and lauren are our voting block and i think that that's great for lauren and i think rick and david are also oh rick and david are also a voting block and i can see the chris war dog thing being a voting block as well because they kind of seemed like the ones who were the swing vote where chris went to war dog and said we want to vote kelly and war dog kind of I guess convinced him not to. And so then the whole plan must have changed. So, yeah, I think that that's where it happened. What was your initial reaction when you see David, who is coming out and saying, I think that I should get rid of Wentworth now? Like, what was your reaction to that of a returning player trying to target with him? Really? Oh, I think that, yeah, I think that that's the move for him
1: for sure. Mm -hmm. Like, if I'm if I'm anybody on that tribe, the person that I'm scared the most of is, is Kelly, Kelly. Worth. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I again this is coming from somebody who's never actually seen her play. And I can get into what I think of her game a little bit later on, but like you just know like the late, the more that those returning players go on in the game and the farther they get, like their advantage only gets stronger in my, just because they've been there before they've seen it before, you know, that they're strong players. So, you know, that they, you know, can make the reads that, you know, you're talking about Kelly making with her head on the chopping block this Mm. week. Like, I think that if you are a first time player, you need to try to be getting rid of those guys as quickly as possible. Mm. And I think it's it's kind of funny because I think they realize it on the other tribe, on Aubrey's tribe, mm-hmm. and they're targeting Aubrey on that tribe. They just haven't lost a challenge yet. And, I again, they might not. So yeah. like, she may be around for a little bit just by default, you know. But if I'm any one of those guys, I am trying to take out a returning player as quickly as possible. Yeah. And Kelly, just from the physical aspect, I think is – I mean, David knows her, obviously. So, like, if he thinks that she's going to take him out, like, she probably is going to take him out at some point in
0: time. Like, so I think you need to hop on that and just run with it. Right. Yeah, the thing, mm-hmm. the thing about Kelly, and I guess this is, I guess, you know, information that you probably wouldn't be privy to if, since you hadn't seen her play. Kelly has never orchestrated a vote. Like, th- she has never been That's behind a single vote before this season. She played from the bottom in all of her seasons, she was never like she she was on the right side of the numbers a couple of times. Like she was never it's not like she was on the wrong side of the vote in every every tribal council, but she she never orchestrated it. Like she never put something together that worked for herself. Realistically, like that that has never mm-hmm. happened. So the fact that like I guess you know, the ream vote, I don't think she really orchestrated like I guess that was a group I think decision. She, took- she probably did take credit for that, I guess.
1: Yeah, I think that she took more of like a say in that than really what they let on because she was yeah. very much in that she was very vocal in that one little huddle that they kind of showed where like they got back from the challenge mm. and the six people yeah, you're got right. together back in episode one. But which I personally didn't like that play. If I was her, I'm playing it much more like David, mm. mm-hmm. um, to where you're just kind of like, okay, like what do you guys think? And again, like I don't think that they made a right decision which i think that she kind of led that decision so that sure. kind of I, I personally didn't like that move uh, i thought that that move can really come back to bite her but um i mean i like her the position that she's in now you know she already successfully dodged one blind side and probably didn't even know it um and her closest ally has an idol i mean yeah so it's not a bad spot to be
0: in yeah i mean when i when i saw that confessional of david saying that he wanted to target kelly i thought it's the right thought process like i i definitely think that david needs to cut kelly as soon as possible because you know i mean not as soon as possible but you know maybe at the swap like that's the that's the that would be a perfect time to cut kelly or this next vote if they go to travel council like this is the time to do it because if she gets to a swap and she gets to like play with another returnee or, you know, yeah work her magic on other newbies, like they, other people could mm-hmm. be in trouble. So I think that they need to definitely cut her before the merge for sure because that's when she'll get dangerous. Yeah. If she goes to the merge, it, it it's, it's going to be tough to get her out. Yeah. And yeah. I think for now, like Wardog has the right idea of like Wentworth is a shield for me. Is like, I might be a physical threat. I might be like a strategic threat right now, but Wentworth is shielding me. Any returning player who is in this game is going to be more of a threat to win the game than I will be. So that's the right mindset. I definitely think that voting Keith out here was the right move at this time, but Wentworth needs to go for them like as soon as possible. As far as Wentworth is concerned, I really don't know like what her next move needs to be. I think that the I mean the fact she is Lauren, but really like it doesn't seem she like Lauren has social Chris capital. Or... Yes. Yeah, she... I think
1: she's fine because I think if she and Wardog can convince Chris to stay on their side, then they will consistently have the numbers, yeah. and they will be the more physical side of that tribe. So True. it's most likely that they're going to want to stick around. It's going to be easier for them to turn somebody, I think. Also, yeah, yeah, which would probably at this point be Wendy. I, I don't think know.
0: so. I think you're you're right because I don't yeah. see. I think, I think Rick and David, Rick. which I love their alliance. I was cracking up. Like mm-hmm. I thought they were hilarious. I think that they are. I hope that they go far and if they can go far together, then that's even better because they are like this season's duo for me. Honestly, like last season we had, you know, Christian and Gabby and season before that it was Dom and Wendell. And and I think this season we are getting what looks to be a David Rick kind of, um, you know, buddy cop drama or comedy (laughs) going forward. Like, I don't know who's the, who's the bad cop and who's the good cop, but, it's gonna be funny either way so i really love their alliance just from a pure entertainment perspective and strategically too i think it works
1: yeah they work pretty well together yeah Um, and they're on the same page yeah they have to turn somebody though and i'm not totally sure who it is yeah um so that's where it clearly like i mean obviously since that's the only tribe that's voted anybody out that's very clearly where the game's like kind of being played where the other tribes very kumbaya type of everybody singing in circles and dancing but like yeah I don't know I don't know that tribe there's there's a lot going on there's a lot of dynamics that they're gonna need to unpack and yeah I don't know if they get another opportunity to vote Kelly out so yeah
0: i I, I, I agree and I hear you
1: like I think she's got the numbers now I think she's kind of she's kind of cleared it like they need to hope that like a swap or something turns around or that girl's
0: going to go pretty far in the game, I think. Yeah, I I definitely agree. One more question here at the, staying at the Manu Beach. Uh, Question coming in from my friend Nicole um, about Lauren's idol find. Uh, Nicole writes in, she says, uh, do you agree with Lauren's plan to keep her idol to herself and not tell anyone? Um, You know, this is something that, that's a conversation that comes up a lot of, do you keep this advantage that you have to yourself or do you use it as a bargaining tool to try and leverage for trust for an alliance for, um, you know, showing somebody that you're loyal to them. Like, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Um, Yeah. For right now, I think the play is definitely to kind of keep it to yourself. Mm. Um, I think it'd be a little too early to uh, give that information out. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Especially with your tribe constantly having to vote people out. It's probably not a good idea. Um, I can see her, you know, later on in the game, potentially using it as like a move because um you know she may she may need that strategic advantage later on just with the way the game's kind of playing out as of now she's probably going to go into a merge or something like that down numbers mm. um and will need to find a way to protect herself which obviously having me idle is is exactly that um so i can see that happening later on but i think at this point in time it's just a little too early i mean she doesn't really know other than kelly which I, I like her decision. She specifically said that she wasn't going to tell Kelly, which I think Kelly would be is too good of a player to just give that information mm-hmm. to without getting anything in good return. Point. Um I and then between Wardog and Chris, I mean, who else do you trust between those guys? You don't even know if they're on your side or not. Um for, if you're her, at least you're hoping that they're on on your side, but you don't know. So you're not going to give that information up to to somebody mm-hmm. so. Oh yeah. I don't I don't know. I think I think later on it's, it's definitely the play. She's got to, she got to make sure she uses it at the right time, but uh, this is, this is not that time for her.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think that, you know, it's definitely, I guess, you got to read the situation and for Lauren right now, like you're absolutely right in that she doesn't really seem to have anybody else that she's um, kind of like a ride or die with other than Kelly. And she's, probably not the person that you'd want to tell that you have an idol because she's not going to be afraid to flip on you if she has to. So, right. um, And just knowing there before. Oh, yeah. And just knowing like her track record with immunity idols and knowing how like she has been able to play them correctly twice in the same season. So uh, Mm -hmm. that whole thing. So I definitely think that it's the right decision for Lauren to keep that to herself. I do, however, think that eventually she'll have to use it as a bargaining chip um, or as some sort of show of of trust a little tit for tat per se with somebody else um, so uh, yeah that's you know i think that's that's the right decision for her generally i think the longer you wait the better on those things i mean
1: like that's just, i that's not always true like 99 percent. but i think you know Take some time, gather some information, and the longer you wait, the more information you gather, so then you can kind of figure out where on the line you 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 want to be, you know? That's kind of like what Aubrey was saying in that one clip, where, like... She actually doesn't like the way that her tribe's playing right now because she doesn't know where she stands with anybody, where you want to make sure that you know exactly where it is that you stand with everybody before you just reveal that information Mm -hmm. or kind of give that out to people. So um, she needs to go to a couple more. Lauren, I think, could be beneficial if she goes to a couple more tribal councils and sees how the tribe's playing out before she
0: she. Let's people know that she has it for whatever reason yeah for sure for sure well let's jump over we just spent about a half hour talking about one tribe which is crazy um but that's what happens when you get Pretty literally all of their yeah. time, and you don't see like an an ounce of of strategic like talk yeah. over at comma for the most part um but Yeah. They have nothing to be strategic about. It's going pretty well. over. Exactly. Like you, you don't want to be the first one to start throwing names out when you don't even need to go to tribal yet. Like you just got to keep building those, building those bonds. But we have another question coming in from, uh, from our good friend, Colleen. Uh, Colleen says, uh, what do you think it's going to take for the other tribe to lose an immunity? That being the Kama tribe. Uh, She says, praying Aubrey can make it through a tribal council with them. So Brian, what do you think it's going to take for the other tribe to lose an immunity challenge, for the comma tribe to lose?
1: A swap or, or something. They I think yeah. the way the team stand now, I don't really think they have much of a chance, honestly. I just don't really see a situation where where they drop. Um so yeah, I think that I would predict that they win the next two, maybe three, and then a swap comes. That's kind of that's kind of what my prediction would be on, on that end. And no, I do not think Aubrey could make it through one tribal council. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> I think that she has been very disappointing thus far. <laughs> um, mm. As a I coming again, didn't see her first couple seasons, so oh just, no, you're hitting she just having, maybe she's just having a rough a rough go at it this round. But I mean, some of those her trying to build relationships with people on her tribe is. Um, pretty poor. To say yeah, the least. yeah.
0: Um, I do think that that it was like not... a little harsh on her. Though I was listening to a couple of, of podcasters in the uh, in the podcast community, so just specifically on on RHAP, um, talking uh-huh. about how uh, it, it seemed like a little bit of a harsh edit on Aubrey because maybe they don't have any any other interesting content to go to, <laughs> so they just splice together. Right? I mean you know, three, four second clips that, you know, I, I don't know about you, but uh, you, there's only so much vocabulary that you can use when you're with the same yeah. people for, for six days it, straight. I definitely
1: think it's the word dialogue. Like, if anybody yeah, approaches it's so me and funny. says dialogue, like, I <laughs> automatically assume something suspicious <laughs> is going on. Like, I have... <laughs> Like, you bring it up to me, like, let's have an open dialogue. And I'm like, this ain't open. Like, there's no way this is going to work out by any stretch of the imagination. So I would – I don't mind her – again, building relationships is a part of the game. So I don't mind her trying to build friendships, trying to create an alliance, like – Obviously, all of those things should be happening, but be a little bit more genuine about it. Like, mix, like actually show people that, like, you kind of care a little bit. Don't just make it, like, very clearly a play.
0: Yeah, like, and the shocking thing is, like, that yeah. was one of Aubrey's, like, major strengths in her previous two seasons is that she she seemingly was able to, like, you know, build social bonds with everybody on the island. And, like, she had some sort of connection with with a lot of people out there. And that honestly was her downfall on her first season. She was, she had like genuine relationships with most people and she came in second place and she probably should have won, but she came in second place because people on the jury felt almost like personally betrayed by her or like, you know, Mm -hmm. something like that. It was just a bunch of ridiculous, like, you know, macho man type situations on that jury. But um, like, I was shocked to see that edit from Aubrey and to see that like social cringeworthiness coming from her. Because that, that's what it was. It was so cringe. Yeah, you know? it really was.
1: <laughs> yeah. It was, it was, oh God, it did not look pleasant. Yeah. Like, it really didn't. I would have been extremely weirded out if it was happening to me.
0: So, yeah. And the fact that like they all kind of came together and were like, she said the same thing to me. Yeah, and and, like and we're able to word. correct it word yeah it's yeah. It, it, you know it's it, it, like connecting those dots is crazy and yeah. i mean we don't see gavin like involved in that conversation but even victoria says she's like she said it to me she said it to julia she said it to gavin and he wasn't even there so clearly they've talked about it on the side in, a, in a, some scene that we didn't see so like the word is getting through that tribe that like you know, it, and again, you mentioned this earlier of like, this tribe seems to have the idea of a returning player needs to go. Um, yes. And when you see that trio in the water of Victoria, Julia, Rick, or Ron, um, and then Gavin and Eric are also in side conversations, consistently talking about how they need to get rid of a returning player. If those five can come together, like, there's really nothing they can do. And yeah, I, I would be shocked if, if, that isn't a recurring theme that we see, but again, it, they would have to go to a tribal council. And I don't know if that happens. So maybe we see that, that storyline kind of go into, into a swap and like maybe Aubrey ends up in a minority, um, you know, or other players from that comma tribe, like link up with people Mm -hmm. from, uh, from Manu in a swap and, and target Aubrey immediately at a swap. But I don't see her lasting very long with the edit yeah. that she's currently gotten and with the conversations that other people have had.
1: Yeah, her tribe I definitely think is at least thinking the game a little bit more quickly than the other tribe, which is interesting because they don't really have any reason to. Um, but like they are fully aware that they need to get rid of a returning player mm. and they I think are going to if they ever get the opportunity to vote as is i think that they will target
0: her yeah
1: which i guess you can make i don't know if that's that real move because when else are you going to get joe out like if you're going to a tribal council like you're probably not going to have another chance to vote joe out at any point in time so you probably need to take advantage of that unless you plan on beating Hmm. him in the the top four yeah because yeah he's gonna i mean when we get to emerge and it's all 1v1v1,
0: he is the favorite in just about every single challenge. And even at so... that point, they'll know about the Extinction Island to us, or so we think. Like, we think that somebody Ooh. will come back at the moment. And he's making it there. Like Oh, yeah. I mean... So they're going to immediately get rid of him, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, even if they do, they're all going to be thinking, like, well, shit, Joe's going to come back good. at Final Six yeah. or Final Five again. Like, what do we have and to do, do out out to get this guy out? Avengers.
1: Yeah, you have to get him out twice. Like at least make him sit on Extinction Island for like a month first. Maybe even like, three times.
0: Let's say they they boot him pre-merge. He goes to Extinction Island. He wins the duel. He comes or he wins whatever comes back. He comes back at the merge. They vote him out again, and you then he comes go back. Again, can't you? Oh yeah. yeah, and then he comes back and whatever the second time somebody comes back, and then he they have to try and vote him out a third time. It's like mm-hmm. do you do you honestly like that? I mean, the season is totally set up for for. Joe, for sure. But do you yeah, think that somebody? And th- this is like, this is something that's happened in the past. There was a twist in season seven, Pearl Islands. It's called the Outcast twist. It's a very polarizing twist. Kind of similar to this. The castaways didn't know that it was happening. Uh, the first six people that were voted out like formed a tribe, and they came back into the game, competed in a challenge, and like two people from that tribe were voted back into the game, and one of them ended up making it to the final two. And somebody, like, made the point in the tra- Final Travel Council of, Lil, why should we vote for you? You've only played 22 day- days of this game. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, why Why do you deserve our vote? And honestly, like, in this situation, at least it's part of the game, but Joe's been voted out twice. Like, it, in that situation, like, hypothetically speaking, do you think that somebody who goes to Extinction Island and then comes back should win the game? Like, that's never happened in Survivor before. Yeah.
1: I that's that's really tough I mean clearly the people voting for him in the final two would not have wanted him there right right um but I feel like yeah he deserves it like if you really he just has so much heart if he does that like yeah to like nobody and it probably comes pretty easy to him now like that he's been there so much Mm -hmm. like just uh, like in the game on an island before like, like he probably could do it but yeah yeah, I don't know. I, if I'm the person voting, I don't know what I do it. There's a part of me that like would just straight up admire him for doing it. Yeah. And I would be like, You are like the ultimate survivor. Like you deserve to win this game at least one time. Mm. But I can definitely see like, yeah, we do not want you to win because you can just survive on an island better than all of us. Right.
0: Like by yourself. Like
1: Yeah. Yeah. That would
0: be so like let's I mean I would be so interested to see, let's say Joe does go to Extinction Island. He does come back in the game. He does end up making it to the final three. Like if he's sitting next to somebody who has orchestrated like his vote out before or has like consistently voted people onto Extinction Island and like totally controlled the game like their narrative literally has to be like I voted this guy out. It was like, I couldn't do anything. He won the challenges after that. It was like, I did my job of what I had to do. It was like, he didn't have to do the strategic stuff that I had to do. So like that has to be their narrative. If there's somebody in the final three who did come back from Extinction Island and won the duel and was able to somehow finagle their way in, but they do have that on their resume of like surviving, like these horrible conditions and, being able to win their way back in and the mental tenacity. Like if I'm sitting there and I'm somebody who hasn't been to extinction, I'm in the final four and there's somebody there who did come back. Oh my God. Like I dropping whatever happens, like don't give a shit who else is in that group with me. I'm targeting that person immediately. That story is far too good to make its way into a final three. I don't care how, like, yeah, I don't, I don't care if they're strategic, you know, weight in the game was absolute nothing. Like they're gone,
1: yeah. right? But, I I agree with I agree with that one hundred percent. Like, yeah, it'll be so interesting, but it re- it really will. But so I, I again, like, you can make the argument like he's the guy that you should try to vote out. Like, if you ever get the opportunity mm-hmm. to, just because of like what we're talking about, but. I don't think they'll do it. I think yeah. that they would
0: vote out Aubrey first. Yeah,
1: I agree. Uh, I think, I just think Joe is a little bit more likable to them at the moment, so.
0: Oh, and he's such an asset. Like, it, I mean, they yeah. they could not swap. Like, we could see a season where they don't swap. They've done that before in mixed, um, you know, kind of captains seasons like this, oh. where there there is no swap. But I I would highly doubt that now that we're 38 seasons in, but Um, since we were talking about Joe, we have another question coming in from, uh, from my friend Nicole. Um, She says, do you think that Joe intentionally let Eric throw that last ring in the immunity challenge and close out the challenge? We saw Joe step off and, Mm. you know, he had hit a couple, Eric hit a couple, Joe hit a couple and he steps off for the last ring. And then Eric hits the last one. Do you think that was intentional on his part so that, Maybe he isn't perceived as, you know, the 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 glorified Joey. Amazing won the challenge for his tribe. Ah, uh, maybe I think that would be a little bit of a stretch. Yeah, I
1: kind of just think that he just like let Eric have it just for whatever reason. <laughs> like I don't think it was necessarily a strategic move on his part. I mean. I think he's already kind of lived up to that reputation, if we're being honest yeah. about it. So, like, I don't, I don't know if it's possible for him to not play that way. Mm-hmm. Like, like I, I just don't. I think it's too in him. Like, I think he recognizes that he needs to not be that. Yeah. But I think it's just too him for him to ever get out of that to where he can not be that human being. Like, that's just who he is,
0: and he will just be that way the entire time. So.
1: Yeah, yeah I, I think
0: I agree in that, like, I know. I, even if it wasn't, if he did
1: like credit to him, like, yeah, for him at least trying and recognizing that. But yeah.
0: Yeah. Even if it was intentional, like and, and I wouldn't put it past him for him to think like, all right, let me step back. Like, we're probably going to win. Like, let me get Eric in here so that he's the one taking the glory. Like, I wouldn't be I wouldn't put it past him like Joe. Pers- he understands what his perception is. Um, you know, it, it took him two tries to get to that point. But, um, you know, he finally understands, like, what his perception is. Uh, he rocked the challenges on in the first episode. Like, he – I wouldn't be surprised if it was intentional on his part. But, like, the gain that you get from it is so minimal. Like, if there was even any gain in doing that, like, you're already Joey Amazing. There's really no – like, I get, you know, letting other people – I guess that's the game. is like you, you let somebody else step up and like make the winning toss and look at them. They're so good at challenges too. So mm-hmm. you're not the guy who's like, that's the one, like you're the yeah. challenge guy is like, no, look, Eric can do it too. So maybe that's the game for him. I wouldn't put it past him if it was intentional. He's a, smart but... player. He's a, he's a very smart player. He's
1: the returner that I'm most impressed with. Really? Far. Yeah. 100%.
0: Why, um, why do you say that? Because I'm a self-proclaimed uh, uh, Joe, Joe Amazing skeptic, but okay. but that's besides yeah. the point.
1: <laughs> I think, I think, I mean, his team hasn't lost, so obviously, yeah. like he's doing something right there, and um, I I think he's playing the social game actually very well. Um, mm-hmm. I think that his tribe genuinely likes him, which will get him farther along. And I think that he will be able when they need to talk strategy, I think he will be able to get his points across more so as a friend than as a returning player, trying to pull a fast one on a first time player, Hmm. Um, which I think is really the only way for the returners to kind of approach that. Otherwise I think that I would personally, like if I were to be on this show and I had a returning player talk to me as a first time player, Everything that they said to me, I would assume would be calculated from some point in time. Oh, yeah. So, like, I if I'm him, I'm trying to build natural relationships with people so that way they view me as a friend instead of as that returning player. And I think he's likable enough to where, and he's doing a well enough job at this point in time in the game, that he is successfully doing that. And whenever he needs to talk strategy with them, that's how they will view it. So, Um, he obviously hasn't need to make any difficult decisions yet. Like they haven't need to orchestrate a vote or anything like that. So it's also been the easiest for him where it's probably been the most difficult for Kelly and David Mm. um, just because they've actually needed to kind of play that strategy and mental aspect of the game and like actually put moves into effect or at least attempt to um, where Joe hasn't really had to do that. But yeah, I mean he seems to be like a team player in all the challenges which is obviously beneficial for him. Um, and as long as your team's winning mm-hmm. and you're getting along with everybody, I think that you know he's he's in the best spot out of all the
0: returners. Yeah, um, yeah, I think physically for then, sure, and I guess also socially, you know, in his tribe, like you said, super likable. Um, so you know, I, I think that Joe will definitely get to the merge. I don't think anybody's gonna target him unless yeah. they're like the merge is tomorrow let's vote him out now. Like yeah. that's really the only situation I could see that. Cause he's such an asset. It's crazy. So yeah, I think that, you know, that's the, that's the Joe game and we'll, we'll see what happens there. But um, there are a lot of newbies on this comma tribe that we haven't even talked about yet. Um, right, and I it. It. wanted to get your thoughts on Victoria because we did see a lot from her this episode and she seemed to have a really, really good pulse on what was happening. Like we talked about in that water scene where, She was talking about Aubrey and, um, you know, identified that she's playing everybody like playing up that social let's have a dialogue card. So uh, it seems like she has, you know, her finger on the pulse of what is going on on that tribe, probably better than any other newbie on that, on that tribe. So what do you think of her so far? Yeah, I would 100% agree with that. Um,
1: She definitely has a very good sense as to what her castmates are thinking what they're experiencing and like how they're feeling towards that, Mm. um, which is a lot of information for her to be taking in. And honestly, like very impressed definitely has been like one of the low key secret, like really good players thus far. Mm -hmm. Um, So didn't see it coming. I mean, she doesn't necessarily look like that. She's going to be a great asset in all of the challenges, um doesn't necessarily look like she's going to bring a whole lot around the camp side of it so i think the social aspect of what it is that she's doing is going to be huge and as of now i mean she's she's
0: capitalizing on that 100 percent like very impressed with her social skills yeah i agree i really like victoria and i was really nervous for her going into the game just from all the preseason stuff but it seems like she is is killing it so far and i i'm excited for um for her but um, yeah, I, I think that we can, we can probably close it out with, with one last question coming in from our good friend and your roommate, uh, Mr. Christian Sapienza, uh, Christian he was so excited. About he is <laughs> such a jerk and I really hope that he sends in a question every episode that I do. Um, Chris, <laughs> I really hope so. <laughs> Christian also. Um, thank you to, to Christian. He designed the new logo for the podcast. It looks uh, absolutely great. And, um, you know, thank you for his efforts for putting that together for us uh, so that I can replace my face because right now it's connected to my, <laughs> my Facebook profile and that's my old profile picture. So uh, I'm going to get my face off the logo and I'm going to put an actual logo up there that looks really nice and was created on a computer program. So, that's exciting, We're but coaches, Christian, <laughs> <laughs> yes, Hannibal Lecter style. That's or like Dwight Schrute and you know the this office is with the CPR. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Christian writes in. Christian says, "If a contestant kills another contestant, wouldn't they technically be the survivor?" Brian your thoughts they would technically be a murderer i don't understand <laughs> Why? what is
1: confusing about that
0: I, I think somebody would step in you know like right
1: i feel like at some there's point there's gonna be a producer out there that's like yeah you really can't do that like i don't know like like we'll allow a lot but that's not <laughs> like
0: <laughs> even <laughs> if you even get into if you like physically are you allowed
1: to yell at people in the game like oh yeah (laughs) like you
0: can you can get heated with people the second that you put your hands on another cast member that's not in like a challenge you are you're you're done like there was a there was a season i don't know if you remember johnny fairplay from survivor pearl islands the dead grandma lie guy
1: yep okay yeah so there was a
0: so johnny Talks about this in his season. There was an episode where I'm sure you remember Rupert as well, the the tie dye pirate guy. Uh, uh-huh. Johnny tried to vote Rupert out early on in the show, and v- the next episode, all you see in the first th- couple minutes is Rupert just freaking out on John, and he was egging him on because he was hoping that Rupert would hit him, and then he would be taken out of the game by production. So like. <laughs> in his head, he's like, I'm willing to take a punch so that, th- so that it's another person out of the game. And honestly, I would too. If Power I was, if I was in a fight, move. I would just pick it to a point where like I would try and get somebody to hit me. Because honestly, who cares? Like I'm already digging right. myself in enough of a hole with my mouth, so why not somebody just give me a knock to the jaw, and that's one less person to, to deal with. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but no, Christian, you can't kill somebody that-
1: I, what are we advocating on this podcast? <laughs>
0: we are not, we are advocating to is... provoke your enemies and uh, with your words right. and not your fists. It's totally okay to take a punch to the face as long as you win the game. <laughs> like... uh, it's no, we're not, it's not okay to take a punch in the face. It is okay to actively it's... seek somebody <laughs> to punch you in the face. <laughs>
1: Oh my goodness. This is the worst question oh, ever. God. Oh man.
0: I wonder he, if he's I, even watched this season. I don't even know no. He, no. He I hasn't. had it on in
1: the background. Because I, I watched it when it aired on a thir- on Wednesday. Yeah. No, Thursday. And um yeah, it was it was he he had it on in the background and I was like he was like talking to me about it and literally I don't <laughs> think was listening to anything that I said. Like was literally just like talking and I was answering questions and he would just nod and then like could say something like completely unrelated to what i had previously said and i was like okay you're clearly not paying attention <laughs> like he is only here <laughs> I was Like, if you don't care why are you asking me like i'm gonna talk about this with jack on monday you don't need to like entertain me.
0: <laughs> he's here for a good time not for a long time yeah <laughs> clearly Jesus clearly he's oh, he just here for a really short time i guess <laughs> especially on survivor apparently yeah once he he's just like yeah go ahead like they've already got the machete like who knows
1: yeah, right. yeah pulling a total yeah. right reason
0: <laughs> please Jeez. put the machete down <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh god man. all right oh, well dear. thank you christian for that uh that comedic element you for... thank you uh we always appreciate it here at survivor and other things but uh brian any last thoughts before we close up recording
1: no, just thank you very much it was a lot of fun hope to
0: do it again yeah man absolutely thank this you awesome. thank you for for jumping on and uh being the first guest of the survivor season 38 podcast that i have been doing and uh, looking forward to uh to many more so thank you for for joining us and for everybody out there uh who wants to uh follow us on on social media uh, my instagram is mundog millionaire that's right you heard it right it is mundog millionaire and it is from high school um and (laughs) (laughs) and brian is B. abadrabo on instagram give us a follow and uh let us know your thoughts on this episode of survivor and other things and thank you everyone for listening thank you